Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three, but only two birth professionals today. (laughs) And still best friends. (laughs) And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. You are. I Oh, I am Meredith Rout, <laughs> midwife at a busy birth center in Strasburg, Virginia. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and a birth assistant here at this busy birth center in Strasburg, Virginia. We can call it Linden Tree. We can name it. Linden Tree. That did not go smoothly as I thought it would be. I was thinking we could just wing it. I know. We're not very good at that all the time. No, it, goes, it goes to show how infrequently we record without Kim. <laughs> Doesn't happen. We actually do have a third birth worker with us today, but she's only 10 months old. Yes. And she's not going to make our job easier, I have a feeling, because she wants to speak in the microphone just as bad. More than we want to be speaking in these microphones. Do you want to introduce yourself? No. No. (laughs) She just wants to pull it apart. So, speaking about busy birth centers, me and you have been kind of busy this past couple weeks. It's been really good. I, Kim like named it too on the phone the other night. She was like, I think you needed this just so that you knew that you could do this. Since yeah. Eliza was born and it's true. Because I mean, it was really only two births. Well, we did two births last week, but then we had done a birth together the week before as well. So in the past like two weeks, three weeks, we've done three births together. And... To me, they were super interesting. Well, at least the last two we did, because this was the first time we've done births together with a third person. Yeah, it's definitely unique. I can understand now more how difficult it is to be a preceptor. Sorry, Kim, to just have to like sit there and not say and do anything. And I'm particularly bad at not saying anything. Well, That's I think really hard for me. It's hard for you to not do anything either, because I think both of us have this thing where we want to feel like we're being useful. Uh-huh. And when you have three people there, it's really hard to know, like, am I being useful? What should I be doing right now? Are they going to be doing that job or should I be doing that job? Yeah. And then you like, you think back to when you were, I don't know, I think back when, to when I was a student and my preceptors were just sitting in the room across the hall and it was super normal as a student, right? And you kind of liked it because it gave you the freedom yeah. to do what you wanted to do and like learn your own t- style and um, all that good stuff. But I have to say, as a preceptor sitting across the room twiddling your thumbs, it is awful. Yeah. It's really hard. It felt super weird. It was so weird. Me. Yeah. But um, super grateful, right? And yeah. like really excited for Katie. And um, I also feel really, it's really ridiculous that it's taken me this long to like buckle down and become a preceptor. And then I'm getting to do like all the last of her births with I her. I know, right? Like I feel so bad for Kim because she's come so far with her. And then all of a sudden I'm just like swooping in being like, oh, yeah. last COC, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Like, just scooping it up. Well, the um, so let's talk a little bit about the first birth we did together because that one was without Katie. And I actually mm-hmm. felt super bad because when you called me about that birth, for some reason I was thinking that I was going off call at midnight and she was going to come in at midnight. And I didn't realize that Katie was going to be gone. And so you're like, oh, no, I think you're on call till like 9 a.m. tomorrow. And Katie's actually out of town. And then I looked in the computer and it was like, oh, this is a 
continuity of care for Katie. And then we felt super bad for her that she missed a continuity of care. I also even, I even texted her because of the confusion around everything. And then, so she knew she was missing it. And I was like, oh shit, I wish I hadn't said anything. Yeah. But that birth. We almost missed it though. So. I feel like all the births and this might like jinx us, but all the births we've been getting together lately have been such fast, easy births. Yeah. They've been like, there's been like some interesting like twists them but they've been like easy and quick so yeah it's been but it's also been really hard because we've also get we're getting a ton of like prodrome wall which i feel like we talked about a lot at our last episode where there's a lot talking to them and like the before they actually go into labor there's like a lot of trusting that you're making the right call yeah especially for this first birth because they live really far away and they have to drive over a mountain Mm -hmm. and so like i really obviously you don't want them to like driving over a mountain yeah so the f- yeah, the first birth, um, you called me and you were like, well, she's going to come in at midnight. And so we m- met here at midnight. And um, even before they got here, so much happened, though. Do yeah. you remember? No. So they um, were really nervous about having the baby on the side of the road because they have to drive over a mountain and there's not like even a shoulder, really. Yeah. So they were really nervous about having the baby on the side of the road. And so the dad, he said he like kind of like did like a quick stop at a stop sign to like because he wanted to get here fast and he got pulled over oh no and his his wife was like full-on laboring right in the front seat and so thankfully the police officer was like okay obviously this is legit like keep going right yeah and so that happened and then we get they get here and i like go out with the wheelchair for the mom and as i'm walking out the dad is like oh that's my old uh like boss basically uh, working out in the gym yeah 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 and then so they started chatting so the whole time the two of them are like chatting and the dad has said multiple times like oh my wife is in labor but obviously like if you have no idea that there's a birth center here yeah you have no concept for that so the i'm fact sure he's like, like right this moment yeah so i'm like sure he heard him but like had no idea what was going on so they're just like chatting and chatting and i'm like okay i'm gonna take the mom inside bye and they're like still chatting but the <laughs> The guy was super sweet, but he kept trying to like talk to the mom Yeah, while she was laboring, not realizing she was in labor. And so I finally was like, okay, we're leaving. Bye. And like pushed her inside. And then the guy like offered to help bring the bags in. And I don't think it was until he like came inside and the dad, I heard the dad go, dude, this is a birth center. And he was like, oh, like she's about to have a baby. Yeah, Like we're in the back room laboring. Like she's probably in transition at this point. Oh yeah. Cause she had the baby pretty quickly. Yeah. And the guy was like, finally was like, let me get out of here. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but it please. was hilarious because it was such a small world because I don't even think he like works here. So he was like, why is he here? Like he's supposed to be in California. So it was super random, but also really funny. And I don't even think, I think the dad is just so used to his wife rocking labor so hard that he yeah. didn't even think he realized how far along she was because she's I, I'll, I'll re- I remember we were sitting across the hall yeah and the dad was still out running oh the kids were here too so he yep. was like getting them settled and I remember her making a sound and it was like not even not it wasn't even, even a sound yeah it was just like super subtle and finally I was like Jess I think she's pushing yeah because <laughs> It was, I couldn't even tell she was pushing because I had just gotten here and I know I was like trying to get the charting going and I was like running around doing a couple other things. And then the dad left to get like the kids yeah, out to the, the uncle came to pick them up, whoever was taking them. And, um, 
as I come back in, like you said something like, I think she's pushing. And in my mind, I was like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, like she's what? not even like breathing heavily. <laughs> yeah. And so then like, but she was in the tub and we couldn't see what exactly was going on. And she was so chill. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still sitting there like charting, waiting. Even I was like second guessing myself. I was like, well, maybe not. Yeah. But then you wanted a mirror. So then I went to try and find a mirror and I was like, I can't find a mirror. Um, we say mirror really interesting mirror 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 um and so then I came back and you were like she was like pushing pushing yeah. and so you said something to me like head visible or something <laughs> That's so or funny. crown mm-hmm. yeah and so then I started like charting that and like through it, it all happened so quickly I realized because I was like charting and it was all happening so fast like me looking for stuff like I hadn't put on gloves and so then like I don't think I realized that do you have gloves on as everything unfolded at the end I did oh okay so um so then you say the head came out and so the head comes out no remember so it was like a whole thing though remember yes. because baby was at crown mm-hmm. and then just stayed at crown for a really long time. Yeah. And I was like, what in the world? And I could see. So I was just looking. I hadn't touched. Like, I haven't felt anything at that point. Yeah. So I was like, what is happening? It's taking a really long time yeah. for this baby. Which it wasn't a super long time. It, it felt like, like a long time. It was like a minute, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It was like one of those things where, like, she stopped. She wasn't having like, another contraction. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, let me feel. At, and I feel like the baby's head started to change color. And I was like, wait a second. So then I, like, fell. And there's it was this crazy thing where I guess. I was trying to think of, I was describing it to Katie. It's like her perineum, like accordion down kind of like with the, the baby. skin itself, accordion down with the head. So it looked like a crown, but when I touched it immediately bounced back and like the baby's head was actually so the baby's out. head was all the way out. Yeah. And you kept telling me like, Oh, it's not. And then of course, then I'm like, Oh, how long has this head been out? It's been like, longer than been longer thought. than I thought, which you're right. It was really only a minute at that point, but yeah. for me it had been like, you know, 30 seconds and that makes such a big difference. Yeah. Right. When you're used to like getting your hands on and like feeling what's going on. And so then um, it just like was pretty apparent that this was a dystocia. And so I like tried to resolve it in the tub. Unfortunately, you and I don't know our tub super well yet. Yeah. And we we overfilled the hot and then had to drain it. So it was like lukewarm. But she kept trying to pull her hips out of the water too with the baby's head out. So I was, I was trying to resolve it as Dosha while keeping the mom's hips in the water. You were doing super pubic. No, not yet a super pubic. At that point I jumped up because I realized I didn't have gloves on, but I I put my hands on her back to try and keep her back. So we both had like both of our hands busy to keep her bottom in the water. Yeah. And it wasn't working. (laughs) No. And so you said you were having trouble like resolving the dystocia without bringing her hips up and then bringing them back down. Yeah. And also she obviously was in it so hardcore that she was like, I can't move, which is super valid. Right. So thank goodness um, her man is a pretty big dude and very strong. Because you made the call like we have to get out of the tub. Yes. Which is the worst. You have a baby hanging out of your getting moms out of the tub with the head out is the worst and i've we've done it at premiere but i haven't done it for Linda. it seemed like it went super easily though like the three of us just hoisted her out of the tub and we had her laying down on the floor and like no no time at all 
yeah no it was amazing it was super smooth um and i always like have such deep admiration for mom's strength in that moment yeah where they're just like whatever i'll do whatever you have to do yeah even if it's getting out of a tub with a baby's head hanging out my bed but it was great because even like you even said it like as we got her settled you saw the shoulder shift a little bit yeah. and then like it, the baby like still needed some assistance but as we laid her down i like put my gloves on <laughs> really quickly i was like <laughs> and then yeah, and so I could see the baby shoulder was shifting a little bit, and so yeah. then I started doing super pubic, and you started working at getting the dystocia, but I was like, oh, okay, I can see the baby's going to come But it's now. one of those, like, ones where it wasn't, and then remember we saw the neck roll, and we were like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. because it's one of those ones where you know it's not just a shoulder dystocia, it's going to just be like a everything dystocia, where you're just, like, squeezing this kid out like a tube of yeah. cookie dough, where it's just like, and she was gloriously chunky i yes. think she's one of the chunkiest babies i've ever seen and she didn't i've like had heavier weight wise we both thought she was gonna be over 10 pounds easily but then she wasn't no. she was like nine and a half or nine twelve or something yeah she was so like she was mind-blowingly she, small for how she looked she yeah. had the biggest arms mm-hmm. and the chunkiest legs like a newborn diaper and her face her little like neck rolls and face rolls yeah it was unreal her newborn diaper like barely fit her because she's just so like her butt was so big yeah she was so cute but the mom did super awesome oh, so well and then i found out i didn't realize this at the at the moment um but she was actually friends with a good friend of mine oh cool and so like a week later my friend texted me and was like oh you were at so-and-so's birth and I was like was I and I went back and looked in because sometimes I forget people's names after the fact well, especially when recently our births you've been there for a grand total of like 10 minutes exactly the baby comes exactly out. and so I was like oh yeah I was at that birth I was like oh I didn't realize that she was your friend and so I guess she had been telling her the birth story because she had brought her dinner like the day before and she had said to her she was like at first because I was so in it I thought Meredith was yelling at me. And then I was like, wait a second. Meredith doesn't yell at people. She just needs me to do something. (laughs) So she was like, it was interesting hearing it from like somebody's like outside perspective because you never yelled. You were just like, we need to get out of the tub. Uh And she was like, I'm sure she probably remembers me like yelling and air quotes at her to keep her hips down too. Yes. Because you're like, you need to keep your hips down because the baby's head can't come back out and then go back in. Yeah. I Um, do yell at people, but it's never like an anger. It's always like, Hey, we need to get this shit done right now. It's not even yelling though. (laughs) It might be like a stern voice. Like, no, we need to do this. But, um, yeah, but then they, they ended up, because this was her first out-of-hospital birth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they ended up both, the mom and the dad, saying afterwards, like, how awesome it was, and, like, even though we had to do that stuff to, like, get her out of the tub at the last minute, and, like, they ended up expressing to us, like, how safe they felt and how they knew if we said they needed to do something, it was because they actually yeah. needed to do something. Which is which is so nice, but ultimately, like, honestly, if the baby hadn't, been so curvy i feel like we wouldn't have even had to do anything because she was doing literally everything it was amazing oh she labored like such a champion like she was so amazing um and she had an awesome postpartum um we got to snuggle with the baby for a little while which was really sweet i know which is so funny because 
I don't know how much we've talked about this, but like people always say to me like, oh, the best part of your job must be snuggling the babies. And Jess is like, no, I hate babies. And I'm not, I'm like actually not super big on babies at this time in my life. Like I like watching them be born. I like helping the moms through it. I like helping them have like, but I'm not one of those people that like needs to snuggle babies. Well, I feel like most of the birth workers we know don't usually say they do it for the babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like more I, about doing it for the moms. Like, the moms and the families yeah. and the empowerment. Yeah. And so like it had been like about two and a half to three hours and they were super tired because mm-hmm. it was like middle of the night. And so she was there like, we want to take a quick nap. Can you guys hold the baby? Also like, like I said, he's kind of a bigger dude, right? And yeah. our bed is like a full size, which is totally appropriate for like, you know, a little a couple yeah. hours postpartum. But if you're hoping to like get a good nap, we have to drive over a mountain. Yes. And so I'm like sitting on the couch, snuggling this baby and like sitting there while we like finish our charting. So we're like, what is happening it right was, now? It like, cold and windy outside yeah. and we're, like, we're in blankets. It was like very charming. It was. It you w- and I haven't had a lot of center birth, so I don't feel like we've really like gotten to like settle into this space that was, quite as that much. That was only my second mm-hmm. center birth. Yeah, it was only my third or fourth. So it was like a nice little, I don't know. I feel like when I look back on this space, right? Like that's going to be one of those memories I hold. It's like a yeah. that little one. So the first, really cent- the first center birth I did was the one where I ended up catching the baby alone. Yeah. And this, this was the second center birth that I did. So I, so that brings like, up, I love center births. <laughs> well, that brings up a whole other thing is that, um, throughout my entire 18 years of doing this, like I've never had to clean up after center births. And we all know that Kim is like super OCD. And uh-huh. so I thought we did a badass job of cleaning up. And so like Kim has been cleaning up after center births for years now. Like her and Katie have that down pat. They do it in their sleep. Yes. They probably have nightmares about it. Yeah. And so like we forgot to switch over some laundry or something and like Kim did come in the next day because she came in the next day to do something and she's like everything looks great. And I was like sweet. And then like, she's like except except <laughs> this this and that. And I was like ah I tried so, so hard. So close. She's like we'll have a checklist. And I was like I want a checklist because this is literally my second time cleaning up after a center birth like usually at home births we change the sheets over we put the laundry in and we like you know it was so much less amazing was not having to pack away a birth tub that is true though that was amazing i was like i know we don't have to like wipe down people's houses when we leave like we do some to some degree but we don't have to like wipe clean the floors right yeah like it was so nice we still like, I'll take all of that over having to pack up a birth tub any day. Oh, really? You hate... I see. I don't mind You're packing so good up the birth it. tubs. I know. I, you just, I prefer to pack up the birth tubs than do the cleaning that we have to do to our tub. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny, which makes sense to me because I feel like you're always on the birth tub. I'll be like doing my thing and I'm like, okay, shifting towards cleaning up. And then you're like, oh, it's done already. I'm like... Ah. <laughs> yeah. But, and I know I'm going to get like more used to it the more that we do it. Like come up with our checklist or whatever but yeah. it yeah. also helps that our, our like clients have been so chilled too yes so we're just like zipping through it's been so nice zipping through that stuff um so yeah that was the first birth that we did together in the past couple weeks um and that was our normal how we're used to working together because uh-huh. it was just the two of us but it was still different though because it was in the center which is super yes. like not super it's common not, for us yes and um 
And Kim did mention that she was like creeping on our charting and that shocking. We did a magnificent job charting. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we both did together. Yeah, you did. I haven't done. I don't think I've done a single charting item since. Yes, that you did birth. because you always go through the charting and do stuff That's after true. me and like close out the notes and all that That's stuff. That's true. But Katie's so good at it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I know. Do but you did do that one while I was snuggling the baby. That's true. You finished out the charting for that one. Um. So, like, me and you, like, the redheaded stepchildren of mm-hmm. Lyndon, Dream, and Winfrey. It's true. I might own it, but I am not. This is not no. my forte. Katie and Kim, who usually work together, are just, like, charting, cleaning, charting, cleaning, stocking while there's other things going on. Well, I had to really struggle. I joked about it that one night, but that night. So, we had two birds that were about to talk with Katie, mm-hmm. and I was, like, I'm a little nervous because she's going to see that you and I, we just sit we, around and dick around. We sit around and snuggle. We snuggle and we laugh and we talk like we literally have a sleepover. Whereas like when Katie and Kim are here for birth, it doesn't matter like how long or how short they're here for. They'll like unpack the supply closet. They'll do all this stuff. And I'm like, we don't do any of that. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> no. Just like we're focusing on the, we're focusing we're on building, the laboring mom. Yeah. And we're building memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing <laughs> deepening our friendship me and meredith nauseum. me and meredith's personalities are very different from kim and katie's <laughs> i do say though i think that katie sunk into it a little bit she liked it last birth. She i think she it. did i think we we'll had to a, ask her we had a, i think we had a really good vibe the three of us going on yeah yeah i could tell she just kind of like hung out with us and let it go a little bit which i like really loved yeah but the whole point of that is that we are getting better at those technical things not just of like supporting the mom and delivering babies so yeah so basically we're just getting better at charting yeah yeah we've always been good at you know doing our jobs to to help the babies come out we're good at it we have to have proof (laughs) that we're good at it (laughs) and we have to um impress kim and is that possible she honestly i hate to admit this but she has become that voice in my head i know right <laughs> like it's awful that's me when i'm cleaning i was like must do a good job so that kim doesn't find anything wrong with what yeah. i did but um, i don't know if she's the devil or the angel on my shoulder I'm it's not, a little mix I of both it's a mix. i yeah. think i think for herself she's both the devil and the angel as well so yeah so that was our first birth and like I feel like we've done a lot of births together, so we have this, like, very comfortable thing that we do. Maybe too comfortable. Where basically it's like, no, you did more than me. No, you did more than me. No, no you, you did, did more, more than, than me. me. <laughs> no, I love you no- more. No, you love me more. No, I love you more. <laughs> I do have to say, though, what brings me so much joy is pushing the wheelchair up the ramp at the end mm-hmm. of the birth once we get like mom and baby tucked away in their car in the car yeah it's like a real magic moment that is fun and i like but to glare at the people we, like, in the gym ran it back up the ramp like woo. <laughs> <laughs> i would love for someone to take like a survey of the gym and be like what do you think is going on in the building next door <laughs> like wheelchair rallies yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was it, that was a spectacular birth. And then we had a week off call. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do want to say before we go into the next births that our whole thing might shift soon because I I think we mentioned it in some of the last episodes. But um, the new the, the 
legislature for the laws about meds for midwives in Virginia is changing. So I mean, it, isn't it still sitting on the governor's yeah, desk? Yes, as right far now? as I know, but it passed you not unanimously in the House and the Senate, and so everyone thinks that it should be signed into law by July. And so, if that's signed into law by July, then everybody gives can us a lot more wiggle room with our call schedule. Everyone can birth assist for everybody else. Well, also um, with a th- like potentially with Katie being done as a student too, it's all going to shift. So yeah, I feel yeah. like we're like finally setting on settling into this rhythm, and it's all going to change. But I feel like that's just like birth centers in general. Yeah, like that's having true. worked in multiple birth centers, I feel like it's just like grows so fast. Yeah, but it will be really nice to have more people who can do multiple, yeah, multiple roles. roles. Yeah. yeah, like this many midwives and this many births. Which I feel assistants. like we got a vibe for with the last couple births because every like multiple people could do multiple things. So. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we had a week off call, which I want to say too, I've been having this feeling that I am the anti-birth because I, people just don't, they're not the going anti, to labor when I'm on the call. anti-birth. Yeah. It's been crazy. Like, yeah, it's been really, I don't like, Oh, it was me. It's been exhausting to be on call, but not called. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's even more exhausting to be on call and then go to birth. Right. But yeah. like to always be waiting is really hard. And so I also am hoping this past week has canceled that. And now I can be called know that you're not the anti-birth. I'm not the anti-birth. <laughs> People do actually go into labor when I'm on call, yeah. whether they want to or not. I mean, I've it's been enjoying happening. it, I, but th- before this birth, I was literally like, I was like, all right, Sunday night, two more hours before I go up call. And then Negatory. you called and you're like, oh, it was also Super Bowl Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I was wrong. You were so wrong. <laughs> you should just assume that you're always on call at this point. I know. Right. Which I didn't mind. The birth was super awesome. And I had a great, and that keeps happening to me too. Like. I'm on call and before I go to a birth I'm like ugh I don't feel like going to a birth. I know, but the second you get there. As soon as we get here, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. Like, I sink into, like, the new whatever's happening. Yeah. For me, it happens, like, on the drive even. Yeah. Like, once I'm, like, in the car and going and, like, if it's, I don't know, nighttime especially, I feel like it's really easy to, like, sink into that, like, oh, I'm going to a birth feeling. Yeah. Daytime births still, like, are new. Like, they don't weird me out, but they're also just, like, this is weird. And we've had a lot of them lately. We have had a lot of them. Yeah. Which I love because, which will tell the birth story for the next one but i think we should go to break and when we come back we can tell our other two birth stories that we did with katie including her last continuity of care yeah all right let's go to break cue the music oh yeah so today's sponsor for our episode is us we started our patreon recently and there are special benefits that you can get just by being a patron of our podcast so if you love our podcast and you would love to support us and putting out more great content um sign up for our patreon there's three different levels of support that you can give any little bit goes a long way in uh, helping us be able to continue making this podcast a reality and for everyone who is supporting us already um we adore you we thank you so much Um, And we look forward to entertaining you guys for a long time to come. All right, let's go back to our episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. I'm becoming that mom that's letting my kid play with my phone to distract them. It happens. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It makes me happy that it's music that distracts her and that she's dancing. I don't know if you guys can hear because it's in the background, but she's dancing and saying, 
and move into the groove and and just when it hit me yeah she's a 70s motown girl she play that shaky groove thing is her favorite song doesn't matter what mood she's in or what's happening if i put it on she stops whatever she's doing and she's dancing yeah i saw she's just like bouncing up and down makes my heart really cute little cloth diaper bum Uh so adorable i've tried other kinds of music and it's nothing it's just 70s motown that's awesome i love that about her yeah she's pretty great (laughs) a lot i love about her but especially her taste in music makes me really happy i know right so yeah so we were gonna talk about birth number two birth number two but did either of us do anything exciting on the week that we were off call the day that we (laughs) i know i worked oh i hung out with morgan a lot that's exciting. Yeah, she's great. She was actually one of our clients that we're not yeah. friends, and she motivates me to be a better mom, and we do, like, fun mom things together, like circles and gym and swimming. And It's so funny to me because me, you, and Kim are such best friends, but we're such all in such... Different life such, chapters. Su- all of us are in yeah. such different life chapters, but, like, me and Kim are so far out of the, like baby circles and library times again was that my two main people are so done with that chapter that i was gonna be all alone no you're not alone but i just slowly start creeping on like some of our clients i'm like hey what's up you want to be a mom besties but i will say this for me and kim we don't love or need to snuggle all babies but there are some babies that just we, we will always love and snuggle, and Eliza is one of those. Oh, yeah. My nieces and nephews are also in that category. Are your own children in that category? <laughs> they are, but they're older now, and I do not plan on having any more to love or snuggle. So, yeah. um, I would rather have more for you to love and snuggle than have to witness you having yes, another. I would love that. I would love if you did that. I mean, that's not on my radar in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know that the week that I was off call... I worked. I think I had some fun evenings. I definitely went out that weekend because I didn't have the kids. But I don't think there was anything special going on. The third birth that we did, I had an insane day before that birth. Uh, where we drove like four hours round trip to go to our friends like baby shower right. and birthday that's party. Right. And it was so much fun. But it was, you know, it's a lot. And Kim had Lindsay's, her one of her uh-huh. oldest friends birthday she was celebrating so that she day was in loving life being off call yes so well let's tell the second story and we'll circle back first and then we'll circle back to the other one so the second birth that we did together um this was like this was uh, a home birth so this is like more in our comfort zone yeah and it was like what five days ago or something it wasn't very long ago um yeah because we just did her two-day visit Yeah, and so um, I don't remember what I was doing the night before, but I remember that I fell asleep on my couch. (laughs) I I feel like that's been happening a lot more recently. Ever since I've like have it is very comfortable. Ever since I haven't been married anymore, and since I've had my kids half the time, I um, cheers to that. Cheers to not being married anymore. Um, I especially when the kids are not home, I. And sit on the couch and watch TV at night to Which fall is, asleep. It's so interesting to me because you co-sleep with 
your youngest still. So I feel like if I were you, I would like starfish. Yeah. And my bed and like roll around no. and take as much room as possible. It's not even there. just my youngest. Like most nights, my oldest ends up in bed with all of us yeah. as well. Um, so sweet, but ugh. Yeah, so, and, but when they're not home, I fall asleep on the couch watching TV, and I've been noticing more and more it's been happening even when they are home. Like, we'll all be watching a movie to go to bed, and I fall asleep on the couch. And then do you, you sh- do that classic mom thing where you're like clearly out, but they go to do something, and you're like, I was watching that. Uh, or, <laughs> no, what I do is I talk in my sleep. Oh, that's right. So I they'll try and that. wake me up, and, and I'll say. Yeah, or I'll be farting in my sleep. <laughs> it's magic. It's um, like seeing a unicorn. Yeah, which they're st- kind of getting used to me doing that now. Farting but or talking? Or farting, both. <laughs> farting. I, I actually did it this morning. <laughs> they probably didn't think you farted up until this point in their life. I, <laughs> I did it this morning, and Ren was like still, they were both in bed with me, and they were still sleeping, and Ren like pops out of bed. She goes, Mom, did you just crap your pants? <laughs> And then Lila rolls over and she goes, who was that? <laughs> she goes, mom farted. And Lila was like, what? And then Ren tried to Dutch oven me. Oh, no, 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 no. I have, that's like a hard boundary for me. Well, it was my own fart. So I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it's not worse when it's your own fart. <laughs> um, so anyway, that aside, yeah, they will try and wake me up to go to bed and I will like answer them and say really crazy things in my sleep. And then the next morning, they'll tell me the weird things that I said in my sleep when they tried to wake me up. But usually they cannot get me off the couch. And usually at around 2 a.m., I'll wake up and I'll go to bed. But on this particular morning, I woke up at like 5 a.m. on the couch and was like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. And for some reason, I was like, I started, it came into my brain. Like, oh, I wonder what's going on or if any anything's happening with anybody. Or I started thinking about you. And then you called me. Dreaming of me. Yeah. And it, I think it had been like 15 minutes after I got into my bed. You called me and, and you were like, so-and-so is having this go on and... And the dad called. So in my brain, I was like, oh, it's go time. But then I was like, oh, yeah, the thing I love. One of the things I love most about this mom is she has like a personal assistant for her life. So like when she does appointments and things, she has a million children. Yeah. So it makes so much sense. So like when she has appointments or doctor's visits or whatever, she doesn't call to make the appointments her assistant does. So I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like her, she's not going to make this call. Like she has her life figured out and she has people make these calls for her. This is so nice. So you're right. It wasn't like a big rush, but also like I wasn't expecting her to have a wicked long labor. So there was two things that happened. Number one, this was going to be one of the first births that it was going to be me, you, and Katie. Because I asked, oh, is Katie going? And you were like, yeah, this is a continuity of care for Katie. And I said, because you weren't exactly sure what was going on. You were kind of like, something's happening and their last birth was fast. So they kind of want me to head that direction. And then you ended up like saying like, you know what? I'm going to go check in and then... So you ended up saying, how about this? Like, don't come right now. Um, We're going to go check in and I'll let you know when we need you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep. Also, she lives like 10 minutes from your house. So yeah, super close. 
Um, and so I went back to sleep and then you called me again and this was one of those times and you were like, well, like, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Like, I know you're the birth assistant on call, but Katie is going to be there. So if you don't feel like coming, like you can totally not come. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know how sometimes when you fall back asleep after like that five thirty, like that, those three hours are like the best sleep you've ever had in your entire life. And in my brain, I was like, I could get that. Sleep. Oh, I don't want to go. But then I was like, no, you should go. There's no reason you shouldn't go. Also, like, we're going to oh. have so much fun. Yeah, it was like the devil and the angel on my shoulder. Like, I wanted nothing more but to stay in bed. I think like any human get that, that gets woken up like that yes. is going to initially be like, mm, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. And, um, but then I was like, so I just answered. I was like, all right, just keep me posted and I'll let you know. <laughs> And so at seven, so you ended up not calling me in until like seven thirty. Yeah. And so, and then of course I was like, she's eight centimeters. You're like, oh, oh, I'll come. Yeah. No she's worries. Like, You're, she's eight <laughs> centimeters. If you want to come, no, I still was like, she's eight centimeters. I might, I'm not even gonna make it. I might not even make it. <laughs> you can come get paid to clean just up. Just let Katie do it. But I was like, no, like stop being a douche and just go to the birth. And so, like I. I get to the birth and like she's still laboring along but then it was like one of those things where it was like this is the first time we've done a birth with all three of us and me and you are kind of already like you and katie are already in your zone i haven't met this mom um and so i just like walk in i'm like ooh, what do i do besides google out their gorgeous house oh my gosh so gorgeous i pulled up to their property and i was like this is so beautiful and it felt like a million children. it felt like a scene out of the little women like yeah but all their kids are like homeschooled and they're all like sitting around like in random places reading books and just like, like it was their like, oldest daughter got up and made breakfast for all the young ones yeah. so like that's normal and i was like yeah. this is so nice. yeah they're like sitting around in random corners reading books like something out of like a homeschooling movie how many families do you know where mom could labor at home with seven children in her house and not be wait like distracted or demanded upon? Nope. I don't know that many. Totally. It was totally fine. Um, and so, yeah, I get there and she's still laboring. But like we said, me and you have this back and forth of like, oh, you're doing too much. No, you're doing too much. No, you're doing I too much. I was literally doing nothing. And so I walk in and I'm like, what do I do? Because Katie had already been checking heart tones and doing all that. So I'm like, so I whispered to you. I'm like, should I start checking heart tones? Or is Katie doing that? And she's like, Katie's doing that. And so yeah. I was like, all right. I'm just going to sit in the corner and chart. In my own little corner, in my own little chair. Yeah, I just put you on the computer and I was like, I'm not. And then and then I had nothing to do. Yeah, so then you were just sitting there. And so like yeah, it was I was just like, Well, this is nice. I'm just sitting here charting away. I guess my charting skills are gonna get better. Um I expect impeccable notes. (laughs) Impeccable. Impeccable, well thought out notes. Oh, that is one thing that we did do while we were off call. We had our. uh, Oh, that's true. We did. Actually, we were. I worked every day that week. Yeah. And we did a class all about charting. We did. It was nice. We sat on your couch and drank mimosas. It was awesome. Yeah. All all of us together. I will do trainings all day long. If it means there's mimosas involved. All day. day. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, so we did that, and she was in it when I got there. I mean, she, yeah, she was in it when we, well, she's another one of those moms where she's just crushing it, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, really hard to tell. 
she probably is in transition but you would never know it yeah but it actually took longer than we were expecting yeah and i feel because, like we learned a lot from that birth yeah because which it was i like, love for katie because i yes. feel like at the end you want those where you're just like getting as much experience as you possibly can before you're done yeah and so she's had a lot of babies so you're kind of expecting it to just like the baby just comes out yeah but right. that that wasn't happening well before you got there there was a d-cell yeah. and then it was like very much positional so like once we moved her position changed her position it was baby was fine but we had literally just done a training about that yep and we were like gosh darn it we manifested this i know right so be- it's just so interesting how like a previous birth experience or even just like hearing about another provider's ex- recent experience impacts like your judgment yeah. and perception of what's going on definitely because i mean it definitely would have caught our attention right but i do feel like we both kind of being katie just did this thing where we're like oh my god did we manifest this like yeah we now what and like and luckily in the training we did the out the, like the the, the experience that we were having ended up having a really good outcome. And so we were like, but well, we're not going to take that chance because they got lucky. Right. But luckily yeah. it was not that intense and it got, it, because it was, then it fixed itself immediately after the D cells that they stopped happening. Yeah. But of course, when something happens, you're like, okay, what is that telling us? Yes. Right. Like, what did that mean? Is it as simple as like a pinched cord or like, is there something else going on? And just the way she was laboring where it was taking longer than we expected. And she was working really, really hard yeah. for you know, for this being her, like, you know, a lot of babies, so many babies. Um, but like, yeah, we definitely were like, we're in this one of those ones where it's like, you can try to guess what's going on. And sometimes you know what's going on, but you also won't really know until the baby comes. So I think we all were waiting for something. And I've seen that so many times as a duel at the hospital too, where there's this random, super crazy D cell, and then they can they go on to labor or in home births. I've transferred before for a home birth where the baby was randomly deselling into like the 40s. And we're like, no, we got to go. Yeah. And we get to the hospital and it never happens again a single time. And baby's fine and everything's cool. Yeah. So this mom, outside of that happening, she also, Katie... Um, she started pushing, but it just like you can just yep. kind of tell like when pushing isn't. She's flowing. like trying to push, but it's not being. It's not productive. Yeah, it's not feeling super. You can tell it's like not super intuitive to her, but it's also just like not progressing the way you'd expect it to for a multip. Yeah, and so then Katie checked her, and she had. First off, this mom, I have to say, I think this was a really interesting experience for both Katie and I because she had probably the most swollen urethral sponge I've ever seen. Oh yeah, me the. Definitely the most swollen I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, and uh, to the point where Katie, like, asked me as the preceptor, like, would you hold this out of the way? Like, do you think that this is going to impede the baby's head from being able to Because we thought that down? might be what was happening. Yeah. And it's, it that to me was the moment where I was like, I've never really precepted before. Because, like, when you're on your own, like, you and I, like, we don't talk. Like, I'm a verbal processor, so I yeah. do, like, after birth. Yeah. You but not really lot, while you're in it. But when you're in it, you're just, like, doing it, right? Yeah. And so then I had to, like, stop and think. I'm like, have I ever done that before because of my concern about baby descending with a urethral sponge being that swollen and like I honestly was like I don't know I've never asked myself that before like I might have done it but just intuitively 
because you trust your hands as a provider. Just Sometimes do you don't even use your head, right? You just like yeah. do what your hands are telling you to do. And so anyways, it was like a cool moment of like, oh yeah, this is why you teach because you get to like rationalize what you've done in the past and like understand your own process better. But ultimately that wasn't what it was. Like she thought it might no, be. No, but as she, it definitely was a part of it that was unique to that yes. birth. So. But as she reached in to try and do that, I think she felt there was still cervix left. And so mom still had an anterior lip and some cervix still on the right. I remember you telling me and so then there well, was Katie did everything so I never actually felt anything which is also really hard as a provider is to yeah. help the student like make these judgment calls but not actually ever like touching what like yeah anything and, know and how, we, what's going on and, and we did more exams on this mom in the last couple hours than we usually ever do on anybody so that was kind of like different too because of what was happening yeah so can I share my favorite moment of this birth? Well, there's so many moments, but there was a moment where, of course, um, Kim was creeping on the chart because she was awake. Um, of course she was. And she was like, oh, what's going on? And so I told her, and honestly, like mom's pushing prematurely is the worst feeling in the world as a provider for and me. Kim, Kim also loves to be a backseat driver, even when she's not at the birth. Yes, for sure. All yeah. the time. So, and like, I, I've learned how to ignore her when I want to and to listen when I want to. So, um, so anyways, that's like such a difficult place to be as a provider because like you literally know these moms can't help it. Yeah. But you have to like try to get them to stop. And you're like, what is the plan? Right. And you're asking like so much of them. And then you're like, what's the timeline I'm going to give her? Cause you don't want them to start swelling. So anyways, there was this, anyways, we knew she, we knew she still had cervix, but she also like was not really stopping pushing. And we had a feeling it was something positional because of the way the cervix was still left. It wasn't just like an anterior lip. It was like, part of the side of the cervix too which is a good indication that it's something positional so kim because she's kim texts and she's like what's going on and i told her and she was like oh rest in benadryl and yeah. i was like yeah or, or let's let katie do what she's going to do because this is katie's coc and so then i like i'm like katie what do you think because the mom's like really pushing at this point again and I was like what do you want to do and she was like my gut is telling me that the cervix is moving well and I was like well we we got her on her side we got her on her side and Katie tried to hold the cervix back when it was first happening and it did not budge and so that after that she was like you know what I think you need to lay on your side and we need to try and have some contractions without that and I think Katie decided to give her a certain amount of time to see if anything changed and I think it was like an hour so an hour goes by and while she was on her side she was able to not be pushing the same way as she had been yeah, but I mean, like, that, like, she still really wanted to. You tell, like, her body yes. really wanted to. And so, like, yeah, what Kim recommended would have been, a, like, a really, that was, like, on our radar after a certain timeline. Yeah. But Katie was like, my gut is telling me that that cervix is moving. Yeah. And I loved that for her. Yeah. I just was like, whether, she, like, I love that she's getting that feeling and I love that she's trusting it. And she's taking, like, she's not just doing what someone who she's well you i didn't know. tell her okay i act i chose not to tell her yeah. what kim's suggestion was gotcha because i didn't want that to like cloud her judgment yes and um 
So she decided, like, let's let put her on her side, and and the mom did okay. And like an hour passes, and then she gets up again and uses the bathroom, and the pushing starts again really hard. And that's when I got the message that Kim said Benadryl and and rest. Mm-hmm. But I also had this at that point. I had the same vibe as Katie. I was like, I yeah. feel like this pushing's really different. Something's changing. Yeah. And so at that point, Katie was like. She tried to hold the urethral sponge back again, and then she was like, you know what? Let me check her again. And then she held the cervix back for, like, one really good push, and the baby just, like... Yeah, it came out. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was, like, one push, the baby came past the cervix, and the baby literally came out the next push. It's also really fun as the preceptor to watch a student's face Mm -hmm. and to know exactly what's happening based on their facial expressions. Like there's times when you need a game face, but like, that's not one of them celebrating what's the progress that's being made. It was so cool to just see. And like Katie and I've worked together for a really long time. And I feel like she's always like been so competent that like the, I don't know. I feel like she's always been doing this, even though like she's just not. So it doesn't even really feel like you have to teach her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was also going to name that too, where it's like, it's one thing for your, like to have a student who trusts their own intuition, but to be able to trust their intuition as the preceptor too, because you know, they're really good at what they do. That was a really cool feeling. But even though she's been doing birth for a really long time, it's also interesting to see how she's doing it because she hasn't been doing birth for a really long time as being the person making decisions. Yeah. So it's interesting, like watching that, like back and forth between everybody, especially since I've been doing birth work with all of you for so long. And I'm just kind of on the outskirts charting, like watching, watching, watching. Well, I also <laughs> feel like she knows Kim and I are very different in yeah. the sense that like I'm more hands off and Kim is more hands on. Yeah. So I wonder too, like just the way things have gone in the last couple of births. I'm like, I wonder if Kim was here, if she would have done Benadryl and rest or if Kim was here, would she have done a suture? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like yep. interesting to see her like kind of like meeting us as preceptors where we're at and kind of playing with both to see which one yep. fits her better, mm. which has been really, it's really interesting. It'll be fun to see like yeah. where she lands. And she's so, on her own. But then, like, the baby kind of flew out in, like, two pushes. But then there was, we got the, what was happening. Like, there was a very prominent nuchal arm mm-hmm. slash above the head hand. And I was super proud of Katie because you could tell, like, it was, like, it. we were talking about this afterwards. Like, it can it be a dystocia if there's a hand? But t- Katie had the foresight because of her previous experience to assist the shoulders so that she could protect the arm so yeah. that the baby didn't throw an elbow while coming out to protect the perineum yeah rep, like mess up the perineum so it was like i it was just so cool to like be watching her doing all of this as the preceptor being like oh my god she's so great like, look at her I, go. I, like, sometimes you wonder it's like would i have the foresight to do that you know what i mean because yeah. like unless you got your hands on the person and you're like trusting your hands to do the work yeah. i don't know i don't know So it it ended up being an awesome birth. Cool to learn from her too. Awesome postpartum. It was so fun watching all the other kids. Oh yeah, the baby came in to watch the birth. So that was really cool. And then like they were so excited to watch the actual birth, and then like to snuggle the baby and like while fighting over who was going to hold him next. Oh, I loved it. I loved actual argument. Every part of it. So that birth went super awesome, and it was a super beautiful day. And I remember riding away in my car on the beautiful summer day or not summer definitely still winter it but felt it, really it felt, it felt really, really springy though, yeah it felt really springy and just being like i'm so glad that i went against what my body was telling me to do and i went to this birth because i it was so 
great. And yeah. again, it did that thing where it reminded me of why I love birth work so much because I keep getting caught up in the busyness of my life and forgetting. And so then the second birth was only two days later. Mm-hmm. And that one, the same thing happened to me because, like I said, you had that baby shower and I was like, oh, I go off call tomorrow like maybe this person isn't gonna have their baby because there was a mom that was like past 41 weeks mm-hmm. and um but one of kim's oldest friend's birthday was that night and so i was like all right i'm gonna come out and i'm gonna listen to music with you guys which i was like i know i can't drink but i'm gonna come out i'm gonna hang out we can have a good time sans alcohol yeah we're gonna have fun so i was actually out at of all places, the Woodstock Moose Lodge, when you first texted. Class. Yes. I didn't show up for smelling like cigarettes. Well, they don't smoke in the Woodstock Moose Lodge. Um, and so we were listening to a band in there. And they, so you texted me and said, like, stuff was going on with the mom, but she lives kind of far away. So um, we're not going to meet for like another hour. And so we had already been talking about leaving there because the band wasn't as like fun as we thought it was going to be. So we were already talking about going back to the Legion. And so this whole crowd of us leaves, like there are so many of us there. So this whole crowd of us like leaves, we head back to the American Legion in Strasburg and I'm like walk back into the American Legion in Strasburg knowing I have to leave and everybody's like playing pool and they're drinking. And you're just like, this sucks. And I'm like, but I'm still having fun. And they're like, wait, wait what you have to leave and i'm like yeah i gotta go to a birth and everybody's like you're going to a birth that sounds awesome and in my brain i was like does it though (laughs) for this particular birth yes it does (laughs) so i had the same thing where i was like it's saturday night and i don't want to go to a birth but i'm gonna go and i even had the thought again like i know katie's gonna be there this is her last continuity of care i could shrug out of this one but i was like no and my other friend was like no you go do your job and so i get there and as soon as (laughs) you go do your job (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um and so as soon as i walked into the center i was like in it i was like yeah i'm glad i'm here it feels true it really is like even if you drag your feet yeah it's so great i was like it feels so good to be here it's just like the magic of birth hormones and like the space and the sacredness and like the fact that people like let us be a part of it and you're like oh yeah and and like the three of us like getting to do births together is a whole different vibe I got to I got to be photographer for this one. I know I love that. I for love you. that. I miss that so much. I've never done birth photography in my life, but yeah. obviously being a student for so long, like plenty of opportunities arose, and it's so much fun. It's I need to actually edit all those. That's one of my favorite them, things but. I love to do as a doula. It's harder for me as a birth assistant. Um, so anyway, like I walk in the door, and again, it's the three of us, and this mom had decided to come in what we thought was a little early, but because they live. They live like 30. Well, no. Okay. So she actually, this mom's a badass and they call the dad called me like literally I just gone home an hour before we had this insane day and I'd only been home for an hour and I was actually like putting her to sleep when they called and he was like, yeah, this is going on in the contractions are every like five to six minutes lasting a minute. And she says they're pretty moderate in intensity. And I was like, well, do you mind if we just like even spend like a half hour? Because yeah. they just started an hour before. Yeah. So like, do you mind if we even just spend like a half hour to make sure they're going to keep going? They're going to keep going and, it's not and they're going to like intensify or whatever. And the mom, of course, is like this. Like a lot of women be like, no, 
Like, yeah. I'm coming in. They're yeah. five minutes apart. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, Pedromo, like, potentially. I got, like, she already had on her radar that I was going to ask her to, like, kind of yeah. wait and see, but they wanted to let me know. And then he called me back, like, I think we agreed to talk, like, a half hour later, and he called me, like, 45 minutes after that. And he was like, yeah, she uh, sat on the toilet and had on the to- toilet, and she's like, this is not Pedromo. Yeah. And then they're like, we're leaving in 10 minutes. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll see you guys soon. Like, this mom is no nonsense. She knows exactly she what no she wants. Nonsense. She knows exactly what she... It's not even what she wants. She knows what she needs. Yes. And so when there, I was like, he was like, we're leaving. I'm like, perfect. Like, I'll see you guys there. So you tell me to meet you here. The funny thing is that I was out with Kim, and Kim was off call. But Kim has been to a birth... Kim was at the birth of her last baby. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and we so both were. Kim was like out drinking, having fun, celebrating her oldest friend's birthday. And but, but you can also just see Kim being like, can I come? But Should I go? No, she was like, oh, she- <laughs> I'm staying here. <laughs> like, you have fun delivering a baby. I'm just going to stay and have another bad life. Of course, the next day she was like, Oh man, so sad I missed but it. But on the way out, so I know you guys have heard in our podcast before the story of the time when the mom flicked birth pool water in Kim's eye, and Kim was like, "Oh my god, I got poo in my eye!" And so as I was leaving the center, she was like, "When you get there, please make sure to tell her not to flick poo water in anybody's eye." So I walk in, there's three of us, and as usually happens, because she was on the ride here, her contractions had kind of, like, slowed. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard. Number one, she's a badass, and you can't tell when she's really having contractions. Number two, they had slowed on the drive. So we're kind of just, like, chilling. Like, I was like, I'm going to chill in the other room so that there's not more people's energy in the room. But I did walk in at one point and I was like, Kim wanted me to tell you not to flick poo water in anyone's and she eye. she immediately was like, there was no poo in that she's water. Like, she's like, record, shut that down hard. There was no feces in that water. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I said she word for not word. Having it. I was like, well, Kim does have a tendency to exaggerate sometimes. So I'm going to believe you and not her. <laughs> so, um that's and this this mom's just so amazing so then like luckily someone asked like do you guys want photos yeah. she'd gotten in the water and she just looked so beautiful well before she even got in the water we didn't know what was happening so the yeah. three of us sat in the room across from the hall and just like sat there well, for like did, that was like the classic like Mare and Jess snuggle session. Yeah. And Katie finally just accepted that we're lazy, lazy, lazy fucks. Yes. And just like hung out with I us. I mean, it was like 20 minutes, stuff. but yeah, we were like, we can hear minutes. if anything happens and we're, they're going to come get us if they need us. So we sat across the hall for like 20 minutes and we would go in and like check baby's heart tones or whatever but it was like trying to stay away to make sure that if labor was slowing it was going to pick back up again because they had privacy but it very quickly picked back up again and the crazy thing is about labor is that this mom doesn't show that she's in labor but still no. somehow I she got a, I got a sense I was like it feels like it's going to be soon well she also knows too so she yes. like went and got in the tub on her own yeah she was like I know this like sh- that's amazing yeah and you can ask her like she goes primal with contractions but she comes completely out in between yeah so you, can you took a, a picture of her to send to Kim maybe 15 minutes before her baby came out and she's just like being totally snarky. normal being snarky making jokes on the edge of the well, i told her pool. to smile and of course she's like fuck you i'm not doing that so yeah. she gave me like a snarky face and the picture is fantastic 
I think one of my favorite things about this birth too mm-hmm. was like with this dad, he was really nervous. Like he was definitely yeah. one of those dads who was like, I don't want to catch. I'm just long for the ride. I'm super nervous. Yeah. And we're like, we got you, dude. No worries. But like when, um, and Katie did such a phenomenal job of just like making this about the two of them. Yeah. Where like she just had the dad have like holding his hand on her perineum so he could like feel the progress the yep. whole time, which I haven't like seen that in a really long time. Yeah. Like I haven't seen a dad be that present in a while and like his face i tried to get it on the camera because it was so beautiful he was just in it like yeah. there's no fear you got some of the best pictures ever well they were so amazing to yeah. watch like he was so in it like if a guy could go primal he was there with her like yeah. he was just like super involved and there was it was so great it was so good yeah. and katie did such an amazing job protecting that space for them she did and they had the best soundtrack ever. Oh my and gosh. So, oh, I forgot that part. That was also such a great part So once again, I had nothing to do in this birth besides chart. So I don't know. You she tell. just sat in the corner and jammed. It was amazing. I got pictures of that too and videos of Jess just like, and luckily, like, I don't think the mom and dad couldn't see her. So, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't find it, but she's just like air guitaring and like air drumming to the soundtrack. Just singing to the music and charting along. And at but, one point, uh, as she was pushing and we thought the baby might be born, um, here comes the sun came on. Yeah. And we all started like tearing up a little bit. It was so sweet. But I also loved the song Forever Young came on. And so that's when I was sitting next to the birth pool. And that was one of the songs that, um, that's the song that my my dad and a friend of ours played at my birth with Ren when we were burning her cord. And so that song is very special to me. So I'm just like charting in the corner like forever young. Like it was just it was such a good vibe. I was like jamming out. And then you told the story about the time that we were at the birth um with the people who go to music festivals with you and the parents, they were like playing like grateful dead music. Mm-hmm. And I was like jamming, but then I had to poop and there was only one bathroom <laughs> and you slid the essential oils under the door. Yeah. And she was literally about to have her baby yeah. and they're like laughing at the story with us. Yeah. So it was just like, it was just awesome. And so then she starts pushing and like, I don't know. You tell it from here. I was just so, literally sitting in the corner charting. So also the, she just, she knows exactly what she wants and she doesn't need any help getting it. So she just kept like changing positions. Mm-hmm. And at one point she like, she was like, no, let me move this way so that Katie can stand here. Well, she, yeah, she like crab crawled across the tub and got in yep. that position. And I, in my brain, I was like, why did she do that? Like that, like, I mean, you do you, right? You don't have to rationalize anything you do in labor. Yeah. But then after she was like, yeah, cause I knew the pictures would look better with your, <laughs> with that wall, with your yeah. moons with on it. Moons and on I was it. like, Oh my God, you're absurd. And so beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so then she was pushing and then beautiful. And the dad was like all ready to catch And Katie hadn't even really had hands on really mm-hmm. because the dad was doing it all. But then unfortunately this kid had like a super tight and short cord. Yeah. So the head came and then the body was trying to be born and it wasn't coming because the cord was wrapped. Yeah. And that was a super helpless feeling for me. Yeah. Because as like a preceptor, more hands in that situation isn't necessarily going to help. help. Right. Like yeah. the, the, like, the only thing I can offer is scissors, like 
to cut yeah. the cord at that which point. Which didn't need to Nessa. Yeah, she didn't need them. Because she was like trying to somersault and like turn. Yeah, so Katie handled it really well. And I could tell she was doing that thing that we all do when we're resolving something like that where we feel like it's been hours. Yes. But it's and been so, like two seconds. So I had started timing when the head came. And like, so I'm waiting because I usually give a heads up at one minute, which after these two births, I was like, maybe I should start giving the 30 second. And so at like 45 seconds, she was like, how long has it been? And I was like, 45 seconds. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and her brain was, is only 45 minutes. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I would have told you if it was a minute. <laughs> yeah. And I think in hindsight, I probably could have been like, hey, it's you're good. Like, yeah. I could have like as someone who was watching it and had yeah. that perspective, I could have spoken up and been like, you're fine. But she was, I mean like Katie's great. She doesn't panic. Katie's like, Oh a, no, she didn't panic get at shit all. Done person. So yeah. she was just getting shit done. And like, I had no doubt at any point that she'd manage it fine. Um, but yeah, that is like, it's a really weird feeling to not have your hands on stuff again. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But then the baby came out and we got the cord all undone, which seemed like it took forever, but it, it didn't. And the baby came up and like was, immediately great like no complications get mom out of the tub into the bed like and (laughs) so this mom she's amazing and she like really does think that she's gonna rest postpartum yeah she has every intention of doing so yeah but she was like um, like we're getting up to go to the bathroom she full-on like runs to the bathroom oh because she just that's her pace of life like i was just she like just what goes. is happening yeah. like she's like literally running back from the bathroom yeah and i was like this is what you do i was like when i tell you to rest this is what i'm worried about is like you don't even know you're doing this right now but yeah. you could have cartwheeled across this room and you would have been fine but like no don't do that most people like shuffle walk shuffle walk shuffle yeah, walk no, she ran um, but, but also I wanted to say, going back to what you said earlier about like past birth decision, past birth experiences affecting decisions, like, um, this mom, it was very interesting. Her placenta at oh, 35, that's, that's right. 35, 40 minutes post birth. Like, oh wait, that was a part of the birth that we didn't even mention. Was she stopped contracting after the head came out? Yeah, she stopped contracting after the head came yeah, out. Yeah, sorry. Like, can we talk about that though? Because that yeah. was really important. So that she stopped contract. Like, she just you know normally there's a good break after the shoulders after the head is born for the shoulders come. There was nothing. Yeah, she didn't have a. Single and so contraction. Katie ended up having to be like, okay, the baby's time for the baby to be born. Let's yes. give a little push. And I loved how assertive she was in that moment. Yeah, where she didn't like. She gave it an appropriate amount of time, and then she was like, hey, it's time for your baby to be born. Like, there was no question in it, but it wasn't pushy. It was the right amount of authoritative, and just, like, she... I love the way she said that. I thought Mm -hmm. that was, like, a really good way to say that. So then we're at, like, 35 minutes post-birth, and... Her, like the placenta still doesn't come. Her bleeding is totally fine. And it's still pulsing too. But the cord was pulsing. Like usually you can, usually you can like, if you try really hard, you can feel a cord pulsing. But this cord was like, you could like, no doubt about it. Like it was so time, insane. The last time we had that the last was our t- horrific hemorrhage. Yes. <laughs> the last time we had that was a retained placenta and a horrific hemorrhage that ended in a, like a hospital transfer with EMS. Um, 
And so that was in the back of our head because I had never felt a cord pulse that strongly yeah. for that long other than that mom. Yeah. And you could just tell like me and Jess just like looked at because Katie wasn't at that birth. No. Katie so was, Jess and I just look at each other well, and well, we're Katie, like, Fuck. Katie was feeling it too. And she's like, I've never felt this before. And, and Jess goes, and we're we like, have. we have. And she goes, well, <laughs> what happened? And Meredith's like, I blinked out for a sec because I was like, when was that? And then it all came rushing back. Meredith's like, and I'll tell you about it later. Yeah. And Jess was like, yeah, we didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't super awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But, and, but also like as a provider, you don't want to like, you don't want to make assumptions about how something's going to go based on previous experiences. Like obviously we all learn from things, right? So you don't want to go into like a dunderhead, right? But like you also like don't want to risk this mom's like postpartum yep. based on assumptions because yep. everything was fine. Like there's no indicator that anything was wrong. No excess bleeding. This nothing other mom did bleed a lot I mean, before it was, the placenta Yes, fully but it was taking a lot taking longer forever. than usual for it to stop because at, we didn't do anything until 45 minutes. Yeah. And even Katie, like to give her like to, as I said, she's like learning, like all, like she's utilizing both sides of yeah. like things she's learning. She did herbs first and then we did meds. Yeah. Like, like this is 45 minutes after the birth. But you, you know, what choice do you have? I guess. When she, the cord is still I mean, pulsing. she questioned it later. We talked about it the next day or oh, the day you? after. Yeah. But she was probably creeping on the chart. Probably. Because she was like, why did you give her Pitocin? And so after we oh gave the gosh, herbs, so we did, we did, we like, we didn't decide. We asked the mom, like, would you be okay with Pitocin? And she was, so she got one shot of Pitocin. And within like three minutes after the shot of Pitocin, the pulsing stopped. Yeah. But still, it took so long. Oh, it was, it was almost so an long. hour before her court. And it wasn't just pulsating slightly. It was pulsating like bounding ridiculously bounding along yeah. it was like thumper so we all were like on it like i don't know i feel like i was like in a like i feel like i was like in my ready stance like in a soccer field i was like ready yeah i was like waiting i was like i got it i be i got this because katie of course katie before any of this happened before the mom even got there was like hey can we clarify if there's a hemorrhage or anything, can you be in charge of IV so that I can be in charge of like midwife? Yes, because like, oh, yeah, because sure, the no way problem. all of our jobs interact, usually Katie's the one that's the first one to give an IV. But she's now in this different role as she's the one that's managing the birth. And so she made sure to say that beforehand. And so, of course, I'm like, of course, this is the time where my like super amazing IV starter is going to be like, oh, you've got this. Yeah, right. <laughs> So anyway, but we give the shot a pit within three minutes. The cord stops pulsating like the placenta comes out like six minutes later. Everything's fine. Beautiful. Bleeding's great. Everything was completely fine for the rest of the time. Um, We had an amazing postpartum. Like she was so cute. Yeah. She was up practically running to the bathroom like nothing had ever happened to her. I have to say that when we went to her two day postpartum she did seem like she was doing a really good job resting. So I'm very proud of her. Because there was and this is again when it comes to providers because this podcast is for providers and pregnant women like there can be a lot of back and forth about how different providers would handle different things and she had a tear that was a first degree tear but it was like very back and forth. Like, should we suture her? Should we not suture her? And we mm-hmm. ultimately gave her the choice. Yeah. But ultimately, like we did inform consent and the yep. mom made the decision that she felt most comfortable with. And like, ultimately, like we also felt comfortable with we're not going to like let a mom yeah. walk out without, you know, it definitely wasn't without- into the muscle. Like her Kegels were out of this world. Phenomenal. So anyways, um, it was, yeah, it's really interesting like to see. I'm honestly, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because Katie in every way is her own person right like 
bitch knows what she wants and goes for it. But it's like cool to see like her style already. Yeah. Being present and yeah. her care. Yeah. It's Before awesome. she's even started on her own. Yeah. So it was like three super amazing births. Um, to end out the week. I feel like we went from like all of our prodromally moms to all of our moms being like, oh, we know this isn't prodromal. Get here boom, now. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It's like you think you got it down and then the universe is like, just kidding. Yep. But the script on that one. It was a super awesome two weeks of births. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much. And then I left those births and I did not sleep well or a lot and it actually took me like two days to recover from that birth somehow. I was actually just gonna say that um even before she was born I need at least two nights of ketchup yeah of course she goes on a sleep strike the of night I we I don't honestly she could have been up every two hours the yeah. night after the birth I have no idea yeah. I slept so hard she could have been doing somersaults in bed I don't know but then Katie and I were driving to the postpartum visit and we both were like we both just need one more night of sleep yes. and then she has a freaking sleep regression that uh, night so I feel like I'm still like not quite caught never, up it never <laughs> used to take me that long I know. to catch Kim up and I thing, I have no excuse because I you know like my kids were like they oh, we're, well, a- I, we're aged I just. had my kids <laughs> I blame our age but like I took a nap that day and the next night I was so tired. Like I was like cooking dinner in a dream and my kids woke me up and I was like sleep talking on the couch again. And like, and then I slept like 12 hours that night and I didn't feel caught up until I slept a whole other I night. I think honestly though, I didn't even create, I didn't even make space for that in my story though, because Katie had two other births that week mm. before our two. So she did she four did. this week. And so I was like, I don't even care. She's like, oh my gosh, how is it with like Eliza? And Kim was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I didn't have two births this yeah. week on top of this. So I'm fine. No, <laughs> like, I wasn't going to complain. Lord. But I was like, I am unusually tired. Yeah. I do think, I'm sorry. I'm going to name it. I think it's our age. I think when yeah. I was like a baby midwife in my 20s, I could like go. I mean, what did, well, even Kim and I, we went four days. Yeah. I've done it before too. Yeah. But on that note, it is definitely, I thought this was going to be a short episode, but it ended up not being a short episode. And it's definitely time for us to close out this episode. Um, So we definitely had fun. Uh, Eliza made this interesting, walking around, playing with our wires, chewing on microphones. Thanks for tolerating Um, But for all the moms who still have us as part of their journey, we thank you. And the only other thing we can say is you're badasses and Cheers. cheers. Thanks for reinforcing why we do what we do. And we're actually drinking wine today. Yay!